Now every song's got a rapper dance. I know where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> Not who I'm told to be. When I follow my dream, yeah, yeah. I'll be exactly where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> I know where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Not who I'm told to be. The original Jew. When I follow my dream, I'll be exactly where I'm supposed to be. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Recruiting Real Talk. I am your host, Trevor Bowlers, and in this episode with my co-host, JC Moreau, we get to hang out with Alan True of 24-7, and uh, this guy gets to follow recruiting 24-7. Alan, how you doing? Doing well, guys. Appreciate you having me on. JC, what's happening today? Just a, uh, waiting for the sun to shine in Iowa. You know, there's all these showcases around the country. A lot of them are in the South. Is it because that this season, this time frame here is when they're trying to do things? Yeah, I mean, you, you, you go from, you know, the end of the season, which for some states can be the end of November, beginning of December, and kids go into Christmas break and all of that. Uh, so you only have a few months of the year where you can do things like this before the college camp season or you don't want to run into the spring evaluation period either. Um, that's why you see, you know, some of the camps here are in these big indoor spaces, but, uh, you know, that costs money. And so, uh, that, that's why you see that, you know, typically on the Nike camp schedules and the Under Armour camp schedules, um, the Midwest dates are the latest. So was it Nike that started a lot of these that you guys started following where you're able to get out there and see kids? Yes. Yeah, so Nike was the first before that camps were done entirely by the colleges and only done during the summer and a lot of the time it was like actual summer camp like you would go to when you were a kid you'd stay overnight in the dorms and nike came out with these training camps where they essentially were, were mimicking um you know an nfl combine type format and that would be hosted at a at a college and all the college coaches would come the first one that i covered was at ohio state and i remember jim trestle being there i remember lloyd carr being there the NCAA changed the rules to where college coaches could come to those things. And Nike saw competition come in from other apparel companies, but also uh, other outside type uh, third parties who thought they could run some camps. But as I said before, uh, I think some of those are starting to, the, the market's starting to thin out a little bit because as people are finding out, it's not really an easy way to make a quick buck. And Trevor, what I think our you know listeners and the, the parents, athletes out there, uh, you know, it's important to, for them to understand that there aren't going to be any college coaches there. And I don't know how many kids I know that have not gone to any of these, either Nike, Under Armour, Rivals, whatever, you know, Adidas uh, events. And then they wonder why they're not receiving as much recruiting attention. Well, yeah. So that'd be a great question, Alan. Like, hey, you know, what what is the difference? Why would it be important to attend these as well as your college camps? So I think for one thing, um, you don't want to go to a college camp and have that be the first time you're doing some of this stuff. You don't, you know, that's where you're going to really truly try to earn a scholarship. If you're the first time you're in front of Michigan or Iowa or Ohio State in June is the first time you've ever run a shuttle or the first time you've ever done, for instance, for linemen, a one-on-one -on -one pass rush drill is fairly different than what you would experience in a high school game. And maybe that's not something that your high school does in practice that's going to be the first time you do something like that it's going to be in front of some of those coaches so i think these outside camps give you a chance to experience some of that before you go to a college i do also you know people say that because colleges aren't there it can't help you that's not true i mean the colleges are all watching these 
they're all paying attention to who's doing well. They are all watching the footage that is available from it. And uh, some of these organizations provide the information directly to the school. So um, then the other thing is just to get a, a measuring stick, to get a, a sense of where you stand and either find out, hey, I'm, I'm a lot better than I thought. I'm, with, I'm right with these guys or I have a lot of work to do. And these are some of the deficiencies that I need to uh, correct before I go to some of these colleges. And that's not to say that every kid needs to go. There's been, you know, there's 2,000 kids that sign every year. So every every one of them takes a different path. Some of them need these camps to help get out there. Other kids can rest on their film. And Trevor, what, you know, we've talked about countless times now is, is that one of the reasons we started this was to encourage kids to go do these things because Iowa's not a, you know, is a somewhat under-recruited state, if you will not real dense population, not producing 100 uh, Power 5 kids a year. So getting out to these events where you're going to be seen by you know, national recruiting services, I, I really think is pretty much paramount, unless, like you said, the, the, the rare case where you know for sure where you're going and no interest in anywhere else. Yeah, you guys, I know you are working with Josh Volk. Um, he would be a great example of, you know, he's got an Iowa State offer. If that's really where he wanted to go and he didn't care to see anybody else or, or um, you know, get get recruited by other schools, then he probably doesn't need to go to some of those things because he's already got that offer. But if he wants to see what's out there, wants to you know, challenge himself against some other players from other states and wants the possibility of some other, catching the eye of some other schools, then he should absolutely go to those. It's not a magic easy button. Not every kid can just go to those camps and uh, automatically get recruited. There's a lot of kids at those things, so you can get lost in the shuffle a little bit. You can't just show up. you got to stand out. you got to fight for reps. you got to you, know, you got to make the experience worth it, but you can't do that if you're not there. So give us an idea of like a day at some of these, because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that have never been to one, never even watched any of the footage. Yes, but at different. There's a lot of kids, so there's going to be, there is a lot of waiting, especially if there's testing. You, you, know, you may run a 40 and then go stand in line for a while, run your second 40, go stand in line for a while, and then you know move over to the next station, and then you got to wait in line for drills, wait in line for one-on-one. So you know, there's 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 not as much action as you may think, and different camps do a better job than others of mitigating some of that wait time. Um, but I think the important thing for kids going to this is that you're aggressive about taking reps, you're aggressive about being in the front of the lines, and that you're also making sure that during some of those downtimes, you're continuing to keep your body ready to perform. You're not uh, you're not allowing yourself to stiffen up. Um, but yeah, so the day is usually, you know, there's testing that's usually conducted first and then you'll do some drills and then you'll go into the actual one-on-one competition and then at a handful of some sort of pass skeleton, which might be set full seven on seven or four on four kind of thing. But most of the time it's, uh, it's testing drills and then, yeah, that's a, would you, would you bring a football with you? If you're a quarterback, you almost always have to, you know, bring your own ball. They won't provide balls for everybody, and I think quarterbacks are particular enough that they kind of like having their own ball that they're used to the field of the ball. Uh, if you're in, at another position, um, there's, there you don't need to. The quarterbacks will usually bring all of the footballs. So, Alan, let the people know a little bit about the goal is of that organization. Well, the goal is to cover recruiting and uh, do it mostly at the you know the higher levels of college football uh there's a readership there that starts at each school you know if you're a fan of of each program you can subscribe and and uh, not only get recruiting information but get a lot of team information as well but recruiting coverage is a big part of that since it uh, you know isn't found as easily elsewhere it'll be coverage you get your papers and other things that cover that but the recruiting coverage is a little bit harder 
come by. And so our national team, guys like myself and um, Steve Wilfong and Barton Simmons and the rest of our, our team that is uh, covers regionally, we, that's we, where we're going to events. We're talking to kids every day. We're talking to coaches every day. We're talking to parents, anybody that, that we can get some information on on these kids. And then the, the fans can kind of follow along and see um, you know who their school might be getting or who their school is tracking. I think the the rankings get a lot of attention, and uh, you know we do take those very seriously. But I do think that a, a big part of our website is more kind of tracking the kids, take, keeping up to date on who's offering them, where they're visiting, etc. Um, and then the rankings also play a part into what we do as well. You know, Trevor, one of the things I was just blown away by because I have to be honest, Alan, I was I, I've always been a fan of recruiting rankings. I've always followed them closely and. Uh, just eat this stuff up, but you know, always had my my doubts as to, you know, why is this kid ranked here? Why was this kid ranked so low? Um, and I know 20 years ago there were some issues, I'm sure, with, with being able to get out and see everybody, and that's gotten better. But you know, watching somebody like Oliver Martin go through that process, how he was essentially unranked, unheard of, and they just kept working his way up and talking to different guys like yourself and hearing just, I mean, how in depth their evaluations were of him and of his peers uh, I mean those he was competing against I, I was just floored at the amount of information that you know you guys had on these you know really you know top thousand guys or 15 I don't know how, how many it is every year um, but I was just again astonished at the amount of information that you guys and a couple other services had on certain players and then I guess certain organizations don't see certain players. I think a lot of people think, oh, well, they rank him based on whatever schools have offered them and saw that that was absolutely not the case. That there was way more integrity involved in that. Yeah, you know, we, uh, people do, first of all, people do think that we rank based on where they're offered to and people think it's based on subscriptions and all that kind of thing. It's really not. First of all, you can see the rankings for free. Nobody has to subscribe to see any of them. So there's no, no bias there um and as far as subscription goes for a lo the longest time our biggest subscription base was north carolina believe it or not and it's not like we were ranking their classes really high every year <laughs> so that kind of kills that argument and then you know i spend a lot of time out there on the road away from my family um on football fields we all do and i always say you know we spend too much time on this to just look at offers or to just but let any bias come into it. We take it very seriously because there's so many eyes on it, and there is so much skepticism. Around. You mentioned yourself being skeptical, and uh, there's a lot of people who are like that. We're still, look, JJ Watt was 12 years ago, and we're still hearing, oh, you guys got that one wrong. So we um, <laughs> things like that motivate us to, to make sure that that guy doesn't fall through the cracks again. Even though he, you know, he was he went to Central Michigan and he walked on at Wisconsin, but we watched. Trust me, I watched all of Wisconsin walk-on last year to make sure we didn't miss anything. Interesting thing, I think, for parents that sometimes I, I find they don't talk to their kids about enough. Coaches maybe don't talk to their kids enough about when they go to a camp. Uh, types of behaviors, types of uh, you know, either spoken or body language uh, that could be perceived as, as red flags to coaches. Could you touch on a couple of those? Yeah, I think the most noticeable thing right away is are you competing or not are you hanging out in the back of the line you know we um notice that all the time where a kid doesn't seem like he wants to take reps and meanwhile other kids are really almost getting into fights to get to the front of the line um 
Are you hanging back? And then also, once you get beat, uh, you're not going to win every rep. But once you get beat, did you did you hang back again? And were you scared to get back out there again, or did you go and and try it again? And um, you see this sometimes with offensive linemen because they're usually some of these guys are are very um, new in their development. So offensive linemen get beat a lot of these camps, and that's one position where you can see does this guy still want to take reps? Is he, you know, embarrassed by losing the rep, or is he getting back out there and competing? Is he at least battling? Because at these camps, we're not necessarily looking for who's winning the rep. So that's part of it. But you're looking for who's going to be good in three or four years, not necessarily who's good now. And part of getting to where you need to get to is willingness to work and compete and learn and, and get better. So, and, and then other thing, you know, with quarterbacks, are you, um, you know, if, if you don't complete a pass. Are you blaming the wide receiver? Are you getting kids' faces about that? Or are you being, you know, coachable? Are you being a good teammate? So all of those different things are, are taken into account. Body language is very, very important. Coaches are evaluating that. They're evaluating um, whether or not you can take coaching and apply it on the spot. I know at college, for us, at some of these outside camps, we can't really assess that. When college camps get a kid on campus and they're working with them in a particular drill, they're definitely paying attention to, are you paying attention and are you picking up some of the techniques that they're passing on to you? Not that you, you did them right away, because some of these kids don't know these things, but are you at least trying to learn and apply those things? And then are you competing? And I would think that you know, it would carry over to a college camp that um, you're just, you know, whoever's running the, the testing, for example, when they're giving the instructions, I, I know this irritates me to no end, and it's, you know, put hand here, pause for two seconds, whatever it is, and you know, then go, or if there's going to be an instruction and a, a vocal command before you can go, and then the kid comes up to the line and has no idea, or does something you know completely backwards, and then they could be nervous, but you can sort of tell when the person just wasn't paying attention, or when they're giving the instructions, the people that are making eye contact, um, th those sorts of really simple things. I, I would think uh, a lot of kids either aren't taught that or just you know, it's not innate, uh, but for parents and coaches out there, I, I think they don't, they underestimate the value of having good body language, and, you know, making eye contact and those kind of common courtesies, uh, paying attention, things that you would just assume would be done, uh, but aren't and can help you stand out if you're doing all of them correctly. Yeah, no doubt. And, um, and also, you know, are, are you engaged or, you know, kids are asking questions and paying attention yeah, I think I recently at a camp saw a kid that was on his cell phone during uh, the initial <laughs> <laughs> when the coaches were speaking and explaining instructions up front so um, wow. so obviously stuff like that is a big no-no but then also just you know how do you conduct yourself around the coaches and the other kids in the camp uh, I, I think is important and I think there's also a sliding scale there too I think um, that's not to say that every single kid who's ever gotten a scholarship is just this great kid no, uh, there's a lot of there's knuckleheads that are playing the NFL too, but you certainly improve your percentages if you are doing all of the right things mentally. Those are critical pieces that everybody needs to hear. So thank you guys so much for for sharing that information. Thank you, Alan, for joining us today. No problem at all. This is uh, it goes quick. This is what I do all year, so we could talk for hours and hours. So hopefully, I'll be able to come back at some point. And we can. Uh, talk about more and I certainly encourage anybody any parents who are listening to the show if they have questions to pass them on to you guys and 
and uh, we can answer those questions at a later point in time as well. Fantastic. Yeah, JC, thanks a lot. Thank you. Well, there is one thing we forgot to talk about, and I will mention that right now. Alan, along with Steve Wilfong, does a Midwest breakdown with their notorious B1G, that's like in Big Ten, notorious B1G podcast. So to hear more of Alan, to get more insight into what those guys do on 24-7, check out the notorious B1G podcast. Thanks a lot for listening. If you like what you hear, catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, um, just find us somewhere. We're even on the Hot Feed Sports website, and we'll post this on Facebook, of course. So enjoy, and we'll see you next time on Recruiting Real Talk. Exactly where I'm supposed to be. I wish I followed my dream when I first had the chance. I wish I could ever seen a life with passing a glance.